Hi everyone, Ioni and Olivia here and we're so excited to be presenting a brand new limited podcast series exploring modern identity. Made in collaboration with Monkey, the skin you're in explores what it means to be alive today and the biggest issues affecting our generation. From period poverty to body positivity, gender and race, we want to know where the conversations are at and what we can do to move them forward. We're talking to the people at the forefront of these issues and acting change through their work and lives. Let's go with episode three. I can't believe we're already on wow. episode three. This episode is called My Skin, My Identity, and we are going to be talking about identity and what it means. And I mean, mostly focused around our wonderful guest, who is Ivy Fisher, an Atlanta-based creative. Multidisciplinary artist? Yeah, creative, writer, color of looks, but she explains way better what she does. It's definitely a really interesting conversation. I'm also really pleased to have had this conversation in which it was kind of like very positive, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does totally make sense. I think it's important to remember when we have conversations about identity and especially people who are like in creative industries with identity that we can still have a conversation about worth as a creative outside of identity even though the podcast is about identity that sounds like a bit of a loop but yeah does that make sense yeah yeah of course it does I think yeah it's just it's that thing isn't it whereas with like anyone if we just focus on one thing about them then it limits them but I think definitely just interested in hearing what makes someone a full human being because <laughs> yeah. I'm clearly not functioning as one today <laughs> <laughs> here's Ivy. And here we go. Hi, Ivy. Hi, y'all. What's up? How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Just trying to enjoy quarantine and everything that's going on. Having a great day so far. I've just been hanging out. <laughs> so, for anyone that maybe isn't familiar with you and or familiar with your work, do you maybe want to give yourself a quick little intro? Absolutely. So what's up, everyone? My name is Ivy Fisher. I am a multidisciplinary artist and designer living in Atlanta, Georgia. I focus a lot on videography and culture journalism through like my digital platforms. You can find me on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, all of that. But yeah, I'm just a girl that likes to hang out. Um, I'm <laughs> your resident trans girl next door. I am a black hottie. So make sure you check me out. Thank you. (laughs) I love the way that like I found your Instagram was that someone, I think it was um, Hattie who does our social media. She sent me your like Higgy look and was like, this girl is unreal. I was like, oh my God, how have I never seen that before? Yeah, that was my itty bitty piggy look. Y'all know I love to like just showcase my creativity on all of my platforms and stuff. And I just have really weird ideas that I need. I have like a desire and a fire to get out. So that's why I put all my crazy stuff on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love it. Thank you so much, basically. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. <laughs> so how did you kind of begin like putting yourself out there in all of these ways? And particularly like I love your interview video series the Queer in Quarantine series as well as the transgender one. So why did you kind of decide on these mediums and what are the messages that you want to put across through them, I suppose? Yeah, so let me just start off by saying I was a child of the internet. Growing up, I was always on like Tumblr and like, basically, I just always had the sort of like 
presence online and just always this desire to showcase my art through like an online platform. And so that translated into like coinciding with when I started my transition, I just started like posting more and like feeling myself on like a public forum, like I guess just trying to help myself to love myself more through like taking pictures and being like, oh, I look cute. Why don't I post that? And then it just turned into me like getting more, I guess, like recognition for my work. And I was able to start working um, with Mag, which that's the platform in the magazine that I work for where Queering Quarantine is published. But yeah, I've just taken all my interest and put it into my work in a way that would make it easier for me to just, you know, be myself in like a public setting, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And I think the transgender videos you've done are so interesting because often when we're talking about these things and these issues, the conversations a lot of the time can seem quite cyclical and like facing for a like cis-normative audience a lot of the time and I particularly liked the like conversation you had about transness and queerness and the differences between like identifying as queer and like whether trans people are comfortable identifying as queer so I was just wondering if you could talk us through that and also why you want to put this content out there if that makes sense. Yeah absolutely so there are very many misconstrued ideas about what it means to be a trans person especially like in a western society A lot of people have ignorant and misconstrued beliefs about gender and sex and how those factors and, like, facets are really, like, not that important and um, not as rigid as people make them out to be. Everything is fluid and gender is fluid and sexuality is fluid. And so I wanted, through my platform and through these videos and through these interviews that I do, to just showcase the very many and multifaceted ways that people can exist and live. Because I think that a lot of people see the world as black and white, and there's not a lot of leeway and space and um, room to grow for the people that exist in the gray area. And I just wanted to create a conversation and a discussion about it because oftentimes, too, trans people are left out of the conversation. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm glad to be here. And thank you for giving me a platform and allowing me to, like, use your platform to get to more people. Of course, anytime. And so, Ivy, you say a lot as well about how online spaces are integral to your development as, like, an artist and just your life in general. Do you still think that there are safe spaces online and like fun spaces for marginalized people? Oh, absolutely. I feel like growing up, I was such like a loner. Is that even a word that people say? Yeah, no, yeah, 100%. (laughs) Can relate, yes. Y'all know, we all know we were growing up on the internet, going to our internet friends because we hated the people in real life. So (laughs) (laughs) I think those safe spaces have definitely persisted. And it's really cool now seeing just how many like artists and people who are willing and able to share their art, like it's, it's just more proliferated, I guess. And so, yeah, it's just like a cool thing to take part of. And 
it's definitely a tool to like market yourself as well. That's another like motivation for me. But just the sheer fact of like having a platform to share my art, that makes it a safe space for me. Do you feel like the internet kind of accelerated conversations around gender? So yeah, I definitely think that the internet has allowed for more conversations to be had about gender and sex and how people understand these things. Because when I started my transition, I didn't have the verbiage or the knowledge or know-how of like how to transition or even what it meant to be trans. It was really me like looking at these other people online who allowed for me to realize like, okay, yeah, I can actually be happy and transition and make a name for myself and just enjoy life. Like literally before I transitioned, I was a shell of a person. Like I had no prospects, no aspirations, no anything. But the internet really showed me and like these relationships that I created really showed me that it's possible. And I have friends that have done it and I can do it too. Yeah, I think that makes so much sense. And I feel like especially with your internet presence in particular at the moment, because there's a lot of like dark stuff on Instagram and on the internet and in the world. But I think it's so great that your content and I mean, just everything you do is so kind of cloaked in joy and is that kind of a purposeful decision would you say absolutely I think that you know it takes a selfish person to choose happiness or like to prioritize your own happiness I'm selfish as fuck yeah (laughs) I'm sorry I didn't know if I could curse sorry yeah of course you can 100% yeah all day work well yeah I'm selfish as fuck and I am going to choose to be happy over anything And it makes me even happier to share that with people and inspire others to do the same. Like, we all have the tools. um, If you are, you know, like, economically able to, but we have the tools to take to our resources and just make something out of it and make things better. What would your, like, advice be to, like, trans girls or maybe people that are questioning their gender identity that aren't really feeling super self-confident and don't know how to bring that joy out of themselves um well I always say that it starts with the confidence to look yourself in the mirror and just look at yourself at your worst and lie to yourself at first it's going to take like a a big push or a big um, leap of faith to tell yourself like, oh, I'm beautiful. I'm worthy. This work is good. This art is good. Because your brain believes what you tell it. And your brain believes what you verbalize to yourself out loud. So it takes you saying out loud that you can do it in order to believe that you can do it. That's what I did when I started my transition. I know like, Sometimes I tell people this and they're like, oh my God, you're weird. You like talk to yourself. But (laughs) I was definitely hyping myself up, being my own hype woman. And it eventually led into me believing it. And then once I believed it, I went out and was just like happier about my day, about my life, about what I'm presenting to the world. And um, everything inside of me that makes me me. No, we had this exact conversation on the podcast a few weeks ago we did like a sleepover club episode about worth and right at the like we had this whole conversation and then right at the end I was like 
or you can just tell yourself you're worthwhile and like by the time you need to believe it you will (laughs) exactly it's like reverse psychology on yourself yeah we were both nodding the whole way through that like yeah yeah. (laughs) you're sold so many signals aren't you your whole life you're told so many things and you just you just have to tell a different story exactly very true and so just going off your absolutely gorgeous Instagram aesthetic, what like inspires some of your looks or your performances? Yeah, um, the things that inspire me the most are just everything beautiful. <laughs> oh, this is so nice. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I just like glamour. I like ornamentation, florals, pearls. I I am very connected with nature in my life and the sun. I know this may sound like heady or whatever, but these aesthetics that are just like so readily available to me and like to us as the human race are so beautiful because I think a lot of people take them for granted and connecting with nature was another way that I was able to have like an arena that existed outside of myself to just be like okay I'm in the world with everyone else and I'm able to see myself for who I am and that has translated into my art and my work and so yeah everything glamorous I love old vintage movies and stuff too oh that is what we like to hear would you say that like like how does kind of exploring your identity come out through the performance like does that happen or are they two separate things do you get into like characters and a different people or like how does that kind of work I know for some people that performing is definitely a way for them to connect to their identity or see it out in a um objective way but it's not really like that for me at all actually I didn't start performing until I was like two year, two or three years into my transition, just because of personal reasons. And before I started performing, I wanted to be like, you know, confident and like comfortable in myself and my truth and my identity, and then have all the other stuff come later. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's not really like that for me. I do just like cosplaying and like getting into cute outfits. I love like cartoons like cartoon characters and uh, um stuff like that so yeah it's just very fun for me it's not really like a gender yeah 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 that makes sense and who are some of like the other artists that you look up to I looked up to any like elder trans woman that is in my like locale or like in my area but some other like I guess well-known people Definitely, like, Angelica Ross, Yari Jones, Lena Bloom. A lot of the trans women that have come before me have allowed for me to see what I can be for myself and in my life. And it really helped me to see these women who were, like, hardworking business women who just so happened to be trans. Like, it wasn't they are, like, a trans blah, blah, blah. It's, like... I am an actress, I am a writer, I am a poet, I'm a politician who is also trans. So um, just me seeing them remove their identity from the whole thing made me realize that like, yeah, I can do this as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And do you think like, we are seeing 
that representation now as well more and more and more and do you think it's worthwhile to just have that representation or does it need to go further sorry I feel like that's a really badly worded question but hopefully you know what I mean no yeah that makes sense I think that what we have seen in more recent years has been a great push and a great propeller into the future what with like Pose and all of the other shows that are out there that are showcasing trans people in a more diverse and like positive light. I think that these shows are great like starters, but there needs to be more physical, like solid change, definitely within our governments, within our institutions. People need to be more vigilant and more excited is that the word they need to show up for trans people yeah in the way that they claim to say that they do and I don't know if that like makes sense but I just want to like reiterate that like of course you can like to watch the show pose and of course you can say that oh yeah I have a trans friend blah 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 but if you're not like putting your money or your actions where your mouth is then it's really all for naught and I think that Mm -hmm. in more recent times with like the Black Lives Matter movement and all the protests and everything that's going on people are doing more of that like definitely showing up for people's GoFundMes and donating and all of that so all of these things are really good I think we just need to go more 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 and don't stop yeah and I actually really like the fact you used the word excited because on another episode for this series we were talking about disability which is something I experienced personally and we're kind of talking about how you need to not only follow people that are in these groups because they post about being so but because you like their looks or you love their makeup or you enjoy their music so it's not just kind of like what you said before about like it's not just oh she's just a trans woman or oh she's just a disabled woman it's like no she's really fucking sick and she is also that right exactly and I mean let me make myself clear like I definitely use my platform to be like oh well now I do I use my platform to be like oh you can like look at this cute little picture but then also let's talk about the things that matter like mm-hmm. it's definitely something that, it's definitely something that I used to draw people in and then I'm like oh now you're here and now you have to listen <laughs> now to gender critical everything so but that's another great thing which is so like uh aligned with polyester as a platform I remember when I started it and even more recently as recently as like a couple of weeks ago people would just be like, oh, it's too girly or it looks too good. So you can't be talking about serious issues. And it's like, no, that is the whole point. We're talking about serious issues and we're also looking fucking sick while we do it. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah, I can look hot while I teach you something. Actually, I prefer <laughs> it that way. I think that would be better for all of us in this classroom. Thank you. Why do you think people still belittle like aesthetics so much or like making over aesthetic choices about things? Um, because a lot of people are stuck in the patriarchy and hate women and (laughs) want to make us feel bad about anything that we enjoy. Like, Mm -hmm. "Ah, I want to do whatever I want. And people are just going to like, have a reason to hate on it. I don't know. It's very much like a lot of people are insecure and ignorant. And so when they see other 
people enjoying themselves or like expressing themselves in a way that is very much like tied into aesthetics and like appearance and stuff like that they're like I want to be like that but I don't have the confidence to do her Mm -hmm. I was just going to make a point when you were talking about like how you use your platform for education to like educate people or engage people and it's like it's like with anything isn't it we've we've lived in one way for so long that just like so conveniently benefits people who've always had power so like cis white able-bodied straight men or whatever and so it really is great to see like platforms that are somewhere between like art, activism, education, and also can just be one at one point, And that's also fine. Yeah, definitely. I want to be able to do something meaningful with my platform and with the numbers and just make sure people are using their voice for good and spreading love and spreading knowledge because that's really where a lot of ignorance comes from is just like not knowing about the subject at hand or like about not caring to make yourself more knowledgeable. So if I can do that in like 140 characters or like a cute picture or something, I'm going to do it because I feel like the internet has given me so much in terms of like, you know, just like everything in my life basically. So like, it's comfortable to like be involved in that way Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense and what where would you say I suppose to round up like what would be the dream for your platform to become or for you to become or like your dream thing to do or like what do you want the future to look like I suppose yes the future (laughs) (laughs) it's such a scary thing to think about like we can't even think of next week let alone like next month or year but also I suppose it's good to it's good to keep it in mind. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, the way this year is going, we don't know if we're going to wake up tomorrow and there's going to be aliens outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, looking into my crystal ball, I think that I would love for my platform to become a digital media platform. Or, like, um, I am so into digital production and, like, all of my videos I shoot and edit myself with assistance, like shooting assistance from my friends and partners and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like everything I do myself and I would love to be able to like hire out and source out talent, trans, black, queer talent specifically, and just grow into like a company that is known for putting out art that might be tied into queerness and like identity and stuff like that or might not just like cool videos and music videos and stuff like that um to showcase to the world I would love to do that I feel like I just had a shower thought about this so I'm gonna tell you like my three options okay um (laughs) my second one is I would love to get into costume design because I also make a lot of my clothes and like fashion is something that is really near and dear to my heart I feel like everybody loves fashion but like I love fashion and (laughs) (laughs) so I would love to dive into that and then also I would love to have like a therapy clinic this is like way down the road Mm -hmm. but like I would love to have like a therapist office for specifically for trans and queer folks that are in need of it because I know like growing up I hated going to therapy and I never had a therapist that I could relate to And that's so needed for people to, like, really be able to step into their truth and be comfortable and confident in it. 
So I would love to provide that sort of service as well. Amazing. Yeah. That all so amazing. And even just when I only ask the question, normally I'm like, oh God, that is like quite a scary question to think of the future. But then I was like, even just thinking of your content that you've put out since quarantine, I'm like, you're just going to smash it. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely believe you can do all three of those things yeah, at once. Definitely. And I would love to see it, to be honest. Thank you so much. Yeah, I would really love to just keep going hard and be in my bag. Because if I learned anything from Megan Thee Stallion, it's like, you got to be in your bag at all times, sis. Yeah, that was so nice and so positive and Ivy's so great. Yeah, Ivy is honestly an icon. So if you don't already follow Ivy, you definitely should. Her Instagram is at IV, spelled I-V, like the letters. <laughs> Fisher, which is spelled F-I-S-C-H-E-R. So that is her Instagram and you should definitely go and follow it. And if you are wanting to kind of, you know, listen to more about this subject or educate yourself further on trans issues and issues and conversations around gender then we've done absolutely bloody loads on the podcast with lots of different amazing trans and non-binary and gender non-conforming creatives so we've had charlie craggs who spoke about dating which was a great episode we've had travis alabanza who spoke about lists we have had contrapoints she spoke kind of about like the aesthetics of politics and also like being political kind of like what Ivy was saying actually wasn't it like yeah ContraPoint spoke a lot about being political but also pulling a look and how those two things don't exist in separate worlds like they can be synergized I've never heard that word before I don't know if that's a real word <laughs> <laughs> but as Yomi said two weeks ago we all just make up words so it's a word because yeah. I said it is a word there we go and then also we have an episode from a Sleepover Club episode with Hannah Ewins on, she wrote an article for Vice about the Great British Turf Wars yeah. and how the media is very manipulative when it comes to the lives of trans women. And that's something that's obviously still so, well, it just keeps ramping up and up and up, doesn't it really? Like mm -hmm. it's not going away anytime soon, especially with JK Rowling and all of these other horrible people on Twitter. Twitter's like a minefield for it, isn't it? Yeah, and it's also, it's not just Twitter, it's like Britain that is a minefield, which is odd. Like, it's interesting to hear Ivy say, oh, Defo still think there is still, like, safe spaces online, because I think here in the UK, that is something that maybe very much doesn't feel like a reality to lots of trans people, and also marginalised people, just more, like, widely like it does kind of feel like the internet is becoming less safe joyful less safe but also yeah less joyful and also I remember something that you said maybe last season or something that oh yeah I think it was on the episode with Hannah that whenever you try and book a trans artist from America and they see that you're like attached to feminism they're so much more cynical of being like is this really something that's going to be good for our client to like appear on or be involved with yes when they specifically see we're like a uk-based feminist publication because feminism has become so synonymous with TERFs and TERFs stands for trans exclusionary radical feminist but really they aren't feminists at all so we should just stop calling them as such and what they and then they think that you're more affiliated with that yeah well I think because especially like TERF 
rhetoric and trans exclusionary and transphobic rhetoric is specifically very prevalent in like the middle class broadsheet newspaper media of Britain women that are slightly older I mean we discuss all this on the we need to talk about TERFs episode so definitely go back and listen but I think yeah it's gotten to a certain point here where you know feminism is an extremely complicated thing for especially American people British feminism is hard to wrap their head around because of how vitriolic it is mm. but obviously we're not associated with anything any of that like work actively against it yeah and I think that like as a roundup from like Ivy's interview and just like Ivy's practice as like an artist and a creator is that like because with the like trans existence and like anyone who like is gender non-conforming or trans or non-binary their identity is constantly brought in the conversation that that like the world doesn't really leave space for that to be like left out of their practice and so I think that like yeah like what you said in the episode and like what Ivy does and is just like follow people because you appreciate their work not just because you're like jumping onto their identity that's like always being pulled in maybe like sometimes against their will yeah definitely and I think like don't just jump on the conversation when something bad happens like make sure you're kind of invested through the good as much as you are through the traumatic if that makes sense yeah if you want a trans person or a gender non-conforming person or a non-binary person that is obviously like if you're a cisgender person that is trying to be an ally or a supporter or whatever i mean ivy said that as well didn't she really but yeah that is the end of this episode yeah and so what do we have next week i only so next week on monday we have obsessions so that's going to be great and then for the skin you're in we have an episode focused on disability and disability activism which is a great episode and can't wait to announce the guest and who we have on and it's very exciting times but for now thank you to everyone who has listened and thank you to olivia and thank you to you ioni thank you to monkey for supporting this season and thank you to carissa and naya and gina and carlin and gina tonic and patty and izzy thank you everyone thank you for listening and see you on monday oh and 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 thank you to our people